with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his Luke 2, 8 through 11. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. community sharing that we do this morning is going to be as a whole group, and I want to give you the prompt first so that you can be thinking about it, um, but then I'm going to share something with you, and then we'll open it up for you guys to share. So the prompt is, what does Jesus' birth mean to you personally? Another way to think about it might be, why is it good news to you personally that Jesus came? So that's the prompt we'll be sharing from. This morning's service has probably involved more people than we have in any service in a while. Just the planning, the participation, and I think that was by design because we wanted this to be a participatory worship of Jesus this morning. And so I just wanted to start by sharing a thought with you I've had the whole time we were thinking about this. One is, if you find yourself this morning feeling sad or lonely or the holidays are not a happy time for you, I want you to know that some of our deepest worship comes out of sadness and loneliness. Those are not, uh, those two can coexist together. Joy and sadness can coexist together. And I've shared this with several of you, but this has been so profound for me this holiday season. Um, when we started planning to open with joy to the world today, I just started thinking about how many people I know that aren't um, happy during the holidays, that really experience a lot of pain, a lot of sadness for many, and a variety of reasons. But what the good news is, is that song doesn't say joy to the world for those who are happy. Joy to the world, we get presents. Joy to the world, we put up a Christmas tree. Joy to the world, we crazily sing songs of, of craziness at Christmas, like just songs of fun and silliness and Santa Claus coming and stuff. It says, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And Jesus said in Matthew 28, I am with you always. He didn't say, I am with you always when everything is good. He didn't say, I am with you always, only when things are hard. He said, I am with you always, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're experiencing. And that is good news. He's, the Lord has come, Emmanuel, God with us. That is good news. See, Christmas is actually the sufferer's holiday. Christmas is a time that people that are suffering should experience great hope. Because Jesus came to end suffering, he came to end death, he came to end sin and brokenness and sadness and loneliness. And Christmas tells us that there's hope for people like us and what we're going through. Christmas guarantees us that God is and will continue addressing what we're going through. So this morning, as we worship him, joy to the world because 
the Lord has come and is coming again. So does anybody, do we have microphones this morning for sharing? Okay. Does anybody have something you want to share on the prompt, what does Jesus' birth mean to you personally? Okay, over here, Margo. Uh, this is loud. Okay, so um, I've just, I've been reflecting on just how, like, the Lord is interested in redeeming our entire bodies and our entire um, creation and all of that. And I think about, like, Jesus' birth and, like, he's becoming, like, e- like God becomes human. Um, he takes on that flesh, that matter of creation that we, like, experience and lives in it so that, that he can redeem it. And it just, I don't know, it means that, like, it makes me think of all the, all the, like, parts about life that are difficult or the weird interactions I have with myself, my body, and the world around me that, like, God entered into that mm. in order to redeem it. Um, and he didn't just wave his magical Holy Spirit wand yourself, <laughs> you know, like he came and entered into this space with us very literally and um, yeah, and just how beautiful that is. Thanks for sharing. Um, did I hear something go? Okay, anyways, um, I've been just really reflecting. I've been reading through the Old Testament um, and listening to this girl called the Bible Recap on Spotify. It's been great. And just some of her commentary on the Old Testament and hearing the Israelites, again, how they're rebellious, always complaining, <laughs> and just finding a lot of myself in, in that people and realizing that that's me most of the time. And so I've just been really reflecting on the generosity of God to me and how every day he chooses to love me and give his son for me, even though I don't deserve it, and how much that should prompt me to be generous. Mm. So that's just what I've been reflecting. Thanks for sharing, Claudia. Um, I instantly think about the the promise that God had made to the the nation of Israel, that like a savior would come, um, and like how they like held onto that promise, and then Jesus being born is like God fulfilling that promise, and um, that like when he makes a promise to us that like he fulfills those promises like he keeps those promises and like I think that's just cause for for joy that like when God promises that he'll never leave you like he means that uh, and I just think there's so many things that we look at God's promises in other areas that this makes me just think about the joy of of a promise keeper that our God is thanks Josh got a couple of people over here Drew and Dawn. Uh, I think I was talking to about uh, like how unself-sufficient human babies are, like compared to other animals. Like a horse pops out, and it's just like, all right, we're walking, we're doing stuff, like we're moving on. And human babies are so reliant on like their parents and someone to take care of them. And so I think I'm just always struck at this time of year that like Jesus chose like God. The creator of the universe chose to like be incarnate in that. Like he didn't just like show up as a fully fledged man. He came up, he showed up as a baby who was like completely reliant on his parents. And so when I'm feeling like, I don't know, guilty for like not being able to be strong enough or produce enough or whatever, that I'm like, oh, the God of the universe was okay, like coming as a baby and not having to like produce all this stuff and not having to do all this stuff at that time. And it's, like, okay to, like, need help and to be reliant on people. Yeah, thanks. Kind of going off of what uh, Drew was saying, the the thing that's always stood out to me about Jesus coming to earth as a baby says God gets us. Mm. He knows what it's like to be a human. He, He didn't take a shortcut, you know, like you were saying. It's like, why a baby? To know what it's like for us to be humans, for us to be born, for us to grow, for us to experience physical pain. You know, our Lord and Savior stumped his toe. Probably caught his thumb with a hammer working with his dad. Probably no lie about that. But uh, 
But, you know, he knew what it was like to see pain. He knew what it was like to see joy. But he saw it through our eyes, through what we see, what we experience. To me, that's probably the greatest thing mm. about that. So, Thanks. One or two more? Over here. Opal and then Becca. Ha, I get to go first. Um, yeah, I was just thinking a lot this week about um, Jesus and what that story meant to me specifically as a little girl hearing about it. Um, and we had this little nativity scene made of wooden things, and I was kind of obsessed with it as a child, and I didn't want to put it away after Christmas. And I was just thinking about, like, how many hours I spent, like, rearranging them, finding the perfect, like, configuration of where the animals should go around Jesus, and thinking about, like, how I felt pretty alone over the holidays as a kid. Like, there was just a lot going on, and it was kind of overwhelming, and how centered I felt, like, remembering, like, how cool it is that we're celebrating Jesus during that time, and how, like, I wasn't alone when I was just with these little figurines, which is really kind of weird, but um, <laughs> as an adult, I was just thinking about that, and how sweet that message is to me now, thinking about, like, how much that meant to me as a child, and how much it's always meant to me that Jesus came for us, and came for me personally, and, like, he was, um, I could relate to him as a child, and I can relate to him as an adult, and how I'm always going to be able to find, like, myself in Jesus's story, and, like, find a way um, that he understands me, and I think that that's just really powerful and sweet. Thanks, Becca. I was thinking about how Jesus' Jesus's life was marked by humility, and that began with his birth as a baby, like Drew was saying, it, and it's like helpless state, and just makes me think that about how we don't have to be afraid to be humble, um, and that's actually the way to life. Thanks. Thanks to all of you for sharing this morning. I would encourage you to continue thinking about that question um, and why it matters to you personally that Jesus came. Um, so the rest of our morning is going to look like more of what we just did. We're going to have song. We're going to have scripture reading. Um, we're going to have a poem, and we're going to do some community sharing in small groups, and we're going to do some um, individual reflection as well. We're going to take communion together, um, but we're just going to have a morning of worshiping as one body, our Lord and Savior Jesus. So Opal's going to come right now and read a scripture, and then Aaron's going to come and share a poem with you. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So continuing with the theme of hope, I'm going to read us a poem, um, and it's titled, Emmanuel, Light of Hope. Hope entered as a child, yet meek and small, his light consuming. Christ Jesus, the hope, like a warm smile. Emmanuel, hope, so bright and moving. Hope birthed on that day, a light born amidst great dismay. Though in, in strife and testing, a new way. Emmanuel, hope, everlasting, here to stay. Like embers burning in the night, hope remains steady and warm. With provision to fight the good fight, Emmanuel, hope, guide us through the storm. Our sins, our sins concealed bring no light until the dawn of Jesus Christ rests hope on us to fight. Emmanuel, hope, we uncover our plight. Illuminate our hearts to see your face, day to day brought before your grace. May we stand before you with new faith, 
Emmanuel, hope, consume our hearts here today. Hope, a doorway to the kingdom, small like a flame, but proven to be the better way. Assurance that something far greater is ahead, Emmanuel, hope, we look to you instead. Refine in us a hope that burns for all our world to know your name, fraught with this desire so profound that all fear and pride would not be found. Emmanuel, hope, be our enduring gospel sound. Though all is still not well, we anticipate your return. Like a child, we rely on you to tell us how to live in your light of hope for now. Emmanuel, hope, be our light. So before I pray, um, or after I pray, I'm going to light this candle, and the candle is going to be here to remind us of the light of hope that we have in Jesus. So pray with me. Lord, thank you for lowering yourself to us as a child and giving us an example for how to live. Lead us today to remember you and how the hope and the hope that we have in you. In our lives today, illuminate where your hope is needed. Amen. And then y'all can transition to the next thing while I light that. We're going to sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to
now Heather's going to come up and read our next verse. Not you. Sorry. It's Devin next. I'm so sorry, Heather. <laughs> Let's go, Devin. Yay. There we go. Yay. Isaiah 9, 6, and Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of for he himself himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandment expressed in ordinance, that he might create in himself one new man placed of the two, so making peace, and might um, reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility, and he came and preached Peace to you who were far off, peace to those who were near. For, the, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father.
John 3:16-17. For God so loved the world that he gave his own one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Okay, so here in a second, we're going to ask you guys to break up into small groups of about five, and we're going to have a sharing time in that small group, and then you're going to take communion together in the small group. So there's a few um, instructions that need to go with this. The first one is the prompt for this sharing is have each person in your group share how Jesus has been a gift in your life in a specific way in the last year. So this is more about recently how has Jesus been a gift in your life and then after everyone in your group has shared that wants to then pray and take communion together specifically thanking Jesus for being a gift in your life and so once you break up into your groups if one person will come to the table at the back and get communion for your group you're going to need to pick up bread a bottle of grape juice and cups to pour that grape juice in. And so each person in your group will get a piece of bread and you'll pour the grape juice into the cups of everybody in your group. Does that make sense? Okay. And then, um, yeah, then take that back to your group and you guys can do the prompt and take communion together. Uh, next, we're going to sing O Come All Ye Faithful. So once your group is done, go ahead and stand up. Hello. Um, I'm going to share a poem. It's, uh, there's one part of it that might need a little bit of context, so I'll quickly explain that. There's a common metaphor of like, have y'all heard of like the, the blind men standing around the elephant, all arguing about what an elephant is? <laughs> so you got one person holding the trunk, and he's like, an elephant is kind of like a snake. And you've got one person touching the side of the elephant, and he's like, an elephant is kind of like a wall, or you know, whatever. Some one person touching a foot, saying it's kind of like a trunk of a tree. But really, they're all talking about different parts of the truth, you know what I mean? So that's something people use a lot whenever they're talking about, like, relative truth and stuff. Um, so the, part of this poem is kind of responding to that. I just didn't want that to not make any sense to people. <laughs> um, so it's called, What is Man That You Are Mindful Of Him? Which is from uh, the Psalms. So, yeah, I'll read it. God could have left us to our own devices to flood the earth in fatal man-made showers. Instead, he entered right into the crisis 
and joined his fate enduringly to ours. In Jesus, he became our older brother, the firstborn of a novel family line, that all who follow him will then be numbered in everlasting unity divine. The elephant is felt by many blind men, the, t the tusks, the tail, the trunk, and so we quibble. My Lord is not a part that we examine, he is the living mammoth in the middle. He's concrete un underfoot when I have languished, in weeds and thorns meandering on my own. The bedrock deep, the logos of all language, there's nothing underneath him to be known. One day I plan to meet him in the flesh, scars and all, my Middle Eastern brother. I'll lay my eyes upon his human face, so doing I'll behold the Heavenly Father. If all this seems like fancied hopes and moods, the intellect alone cannot conceive it. But foolish is the June bug who concludes, there is no winter, else I would have seen it. Thank you for sharing that, Grant. Okay, so we're going to do an individual reflection activity right now, and then we're going to come back together and sing uh, one more song together, and then we'll be finished for today. So in thinking about Jesus as a gift, like we have been this morning, we need to think about how we want to respond to him, how we want to give back to him, knowing that we can never outgive him or match what he's given us. And so what I want to do is give you some time, and I'll give you a piece of paper, and I want you to think of something specific you can give back to Jesus in this next year. And so it might be something like someone that you've been meaning to strike up a friendship with, and so you commit to trying to be a friend to this person. It might be a monetary gift that you feel like God wants you to give somewhere. It might be being involved in serving the Denton community, like at Our Daily Bread or at um, Friends of the Family or someplace like that. Um, it might be sharing the good news with somebody that you know you've needed to do that with and you just haven't gotten around to it. So whatever it is that you feel like you can give back to Jesus, you're going to write that on your piece of paper, and then you'll take that with you to remind you what you said you were going to give him and to remind you to follow through with that. And then just take some time to thank and praise God for Jesus. So that can be a really tough question. And so if all you do is sit during this time and just ask God, what should this be? What should I be giving back? Then do that. If you just wanna spend your time thanking and praising him right now and thinking about what you wanna give back later, that's fine too. Um, but that's gonna be our activity. I'm going to have some people come around with paper and give you a piece of paper. I've got lots of pens. If you need a pen, if you have your own, go ahead and get that out. And, but we'll take about 10 minutes for this activity.
Stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices for yonder race, a new and glorious morn. On your knees, oh, hear the angel voice. Yeah. 
So we're going to end our service today with all glory be to Christ. We're going to do this a cappella. So please sing along with us or whatever. is made.
steadfast light, and we shall ere his people be, all glory be to Christ, all glory be to Christ our King. Dear God, thank you so much for your son, for your, uh, for your gift to us, God, that uh, he came down and lived a perfect life, that he died on a cross and came back to life three days. And we get to have a relationship with him and to have a relationship with you, God, and we're just so thankful for that. As we go out into the holidays, uh, whether we're with family, with friends, God, I just um, ask that you bless us, uh, let us be a blessing to those that we are around and yeah, God, uh, just personally, I'm really just thankful for this community and that we're able to come here together um, to be able to glorify you and glorify the birth of your son. Amen. Merry Christmas. Uh, Josh has some uh, few announcements, and then you will be dismissed after that. What's up? Cole, come on up wherever you are. Also, thank you guys. Everyone who was involved, there's a lot of people involved in this service this morning. And I thought, I was trying to keep a list in my head at first to thank them individually. Lost track, totally lost track. There's a lot of you guys, probably some people in the background too who didn't share something. So just thank you all so much for putting so much thought. Yeah, it was great. Uh, is this on? Yes. Uh, I do want to second that. I, I felt like today's, I guess, service felt very much like a family, just having everyone up here. So I thought that was cool. Appreciate y'all. Um, I don't know if we have a slide. Here, there it is. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so I'm just up here to let y'all know that y'all are all invited to winter camp. Uh, alumni or anyone that wants to, anyone is invited. Uh, there's extra space. And yeah, there's cabins that are for gender-specific alumni or yeah, anyone that, that wants to come. And there's also hotels nearby. Uh, but Rick Watts is our speaker this year. And yeah, so he was a professor at Regent College for 20 years. And I think he might be coming from Australia, I'm not sure, I, I don't know for sure, but I know that's where he's a dean now, so um, yeah, so he's coming to speak for us, so that's just a neat opportunity to get to hear him, um, but yeah, you're all welcome to come, and this is the information for it, take a picture if you would like to, right. thank you all. And that's been posted on the Facebook group as well, we'll put it in the newsletter, but um, this is something that's pretty cool to be able to attend, and a lot of times what some people do is they'll just carpool out there for like the day on Saturday or something. So there's options, um, and it's, it's really fun to get a group together and just ride in the car together out there. And so definitely consider going that week, uh, January 16th, that weekend or whatever. And if you want to go and you don't know who else is going to go, just post in the Facebook group or ask one of us, and we can share it around, and you can get a, a car together to ride out there together. But it definitely is a really cool opportunity, so don't miss that. Um, first thing I want to say is, could we get some volunteers to help just kind of clean out the coffee carafes or the hot cocoa carafes after church? We haven't had to do that in a while. I'll wait until I see three different hands. One, two, three. Okay, we're good. Never mind. That was fast. You guys are just like, we're all in sync. It was perfect. So yeah, just we want to always clean up the kitchen and stuff like that and leave things better than we found them. So thank you all for volunteering. Um, we will not be meeting next week. The Arts Council building is closed. So we talked about this last week a little bit, granted, but go to church with your family if you're going to be home for that weekend, or go to church with a friend or somebody, or invite people over to your house if you're going to be in the area. Have a little Christmas morning kind of hangout with people, uh, but don't do nothing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a sort of a Sunday off, but still church with someone, you know, commune with somebody. It's today, like right after Christmas, so you might not, you might be with your family or whatever, but just use it as an opportunity if you have it. Um, to still have church. Don't just, don't just sleep in. I mean, you get to sleep in a little bit, but don't miss that opportunity. There might be somebody who is in your circles who doesn't have anywhere to go, who uh, has been lonely this time of year, so just use it as a chance to reach out to somebody and hang out with them on Sunday morning next week. And then January 2nd, we will resume meeting normally. So we're only missing one Sunday this year the way things fell, okay? Any questions about that? Sweet. Pretty straightforward. 
Um, the next thing is we posted about this in the um, newsletter, and I don't think it's been posted on Facebook yet, but someone from the BIPOC team will post it, most likely. But we have a document that's been put together. It's basically a uh, biblical approach to caring about race and racism like God does. So it's already up on our website, and you can read it now. If you just go to, like, content and scroll down, I didn't make a really nice, easy URL. But this is a good thing. Troy talked about it last week to be able to read during this break a little bit and to reflect on. And also, there's resources at the bottom to look through. Some of them are short, like a podcast. Some of them are longer, like a book. There's also some questions to think through. So this is something that's really cool that they've been working on for a while. And so definitely check this out. Um, it is on the website, like I said. If you go to the content tab and scroll down, I didn't make an easy URL, and I'm very sorry. So nice. There it is, race in the Bible. Sweet. I can't remember if I put hyphens. Is there no hyphens? Nice. Okay, cool. I did make one. That's what happens when you do this kind of stuff at, like, midnight. You don't remember what you did, you know? You're just like, I know I posted it. I know it's on there. So please check that out. Uh, the next thing is the mission and values survey. We are up to 27 people who filled it out, which is awesome. But we need some more. So we, you've got a little bit of time, obviously, while you're sitting with your family or whatever this Christmas, and you're like, man, I really just wish I could fill out a survey. Do this. Why not? So DentonNorthChurch.com slash mission survey. And um, we've talked about this a few times, but please just do it. If you're someone who has not done it, please put it on your calendar. Grant said that last week about just putting a reminder somewhere so you don't forget because we're going to start putting the chairs up in a second and it'll go right out of your brain. So put a reminder to yourself to fill out this survey later. Helps us figure out where we're at as a church and as individuals on the mission of our church. So um, the next thing is the worship sign-up that Josh McGinty and Garvin have been putting together. We really want to, people to sign up who want to be part of worship for the next year, whether you've helped in the past or not. There's also some questions about when to meet. They want to get a meeting together early in January. So please fill that out, dentonnorthchurch.com slash worship. Yes, Josh. Oh, nice. January 9th. You told me that. I forgot to write that down. The meeting is set January 9th, but still sign up on there so they can know you want to help and can get in touch with you about other details. DentonNorthChurch.com slash worship if you'd like to help with that. I only have a couple details. This is sort of like a trailer, like a teaser trailer. But our very own Devin is going to be, he's working on a discussion group for next semester, kind of like a book club, but not exactly, about same-sex attraction. He's been getting together a lot of different resources and different perspectives about that. And so it'll be kind of like a book club that reads through different articles or different excerpts and chapters from different viewpoints. And it's going to be really cool. So he's going to create a sign-up for that to know how many people are coming and get you details about when and when to meet and that kind of stuff. But if you have some questions about it, Devin's right over there, and he's also going to create that, that sign-up thing this week. But we want to let you guys know that ahead of time so you can be thinking about that and be ready and know about it because it's going to be pretty legit. So, um, And I think that might be everything. So um, if you'd like to give a gift or a recurring gift for our, our needs as a community and to help fund our staff members as well, you can do that at DentonNorthChurch.com slash donate. And um, we won't be meeting next week, like I said, but we still have some of the same needs during the holidays, and sometimes there's even more because we hear about things that people need help with this or that. And so just know that that's, there's always opportunities um, that those things go to, needs in our community, regardless of if we're meeting or not. So thank you guys for being generous. You guys have been generous through a lot of ups and downs, through COVID, all that kind of stuff, and we appreciate that. We just ask you all to continue doing that. There's a lot of ways that we've been able to meet people's needs in our community, some that you know about and some that you don't. So um, I'm going to say a short prayer for us, and we'll get out of here. Lord, thank you so much for just the chance to just celebrate and remember um, the gift of your son, the hope, the joy that comes with that, Lord. Thank you for this chance just to worship together as a family, drink cocoa, share with each other about what, uh, what, you've, what you mean to us. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just help us to focus on you during this season and um, not get too caught up in all the other things that come with it. And um, Lord, you're so good to us. Thank you for being such a, a perfect gift for us that we didn't deserve and um, for being the kind of God who, who sends yourself to be here as a human and to be with us. Um, Lord, you're so good. Be with us all as we miss a couple weeks of seeing each other. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us, each of us, to be blessings to the friends we'll be around in the next couple weeks, the family we'll be around over the next couple weeks. Help us just to show your love and your um, grace to people. And Lord, just use us wherever we go. In your name I pray.
Amen. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.